why would anyone, considering what this community has been through in the last couple of weeks, why would anyone try to take away or in any way undermine the emergency support being provided for people who had lost everything in some cases in this flood it's crazy but a group uh, out of bellingham a group we've talked about many times before on this program has been doing just that early this week on monday community to community development was calling for people to call and email the Whatcom County Sheriff and the Whatcom County Executive and County Council and to pressure them to defund, to stop funding an emergency shelter for people with no other options out in Sumas. Why? Well, we're, I'm going to do my best to explain what really was going on with all this. Welcome back to The Farming Show. There is a, a significant farming connection to all of this here. I, I'm Dylan Honkup. This is the Farming Show on KGMI. Glad you're here on a Saturday. Uh, okay, so this group, Community to Community, we've talked about their lies many times in the past. You know, uh, multiple things that they've said that are not true. Very easy to demonstrate that they're not true, but they continue to say, say these things. Probably the, the biggest and most egregious and offensive thing they continue to say is that a farm in 2017, a farm near Sumas, they say killed a worker. They, they accused them, literally their words, not mine, of murder. A, a worker who had a medical condition and passed from natural causes, a tragic situation, a, a situation that the Washington State Department of Labor and Industries investigated, had multiple investigations, three separate different investigations into that farm in the, in the wake of that worker's tragic death, which exonerated the farm, saying it was the, this farm worker's passing was not a result of wrongdoing on the part of the farm. It was not the farm's fault. Now, fast forward here to 2021, terrible flood. And that same farm still has quite a bit of housing capacity for a lot of workers that come in there seasonally to help them harvest their blueberries near Sumas. Sumas ravaged by a flood. Flood like we haven't seen in decades here. Lots of people with damaged and destroyed homes. Nowhere to go home to. People who've lost their cars, lost all of their belongings, jobs, so many devastation if you've been to sumas or have seen pictures out of sumas it is it is hard to believe and it's hard to look at it's heartbreaking so this happens and it turns out well there's a need for people to have a place to stay people who can't go back to their homes their homes are damaged they're full of water or wet furniture walls you know they're ripping drywall out redoing duct work <clears throat> I don't know if there's going to be, there may be some homes that just don't make it, may have to be bulldozed. I don't know. But people who now have no place to stay, let's use this, this uh, housing that's already been state and federally inspected multiple times 
to be approved for use for workers. Let's use it as an emergency shelter. It's sitting there empty. There aren't any other nearby options that are immediately available. Makes sense, right? Well, it does to most people except for this group, community to community development, that from back when, and again, based on their, what would be the word? I mean, we've talked about how it's, it's false, the things that they've said about it. But really all the drama that they drummed up trying to, to smear this farm, they still apparently, I, I can only from this whole situation draw from it, that they have a deep-seated hatred for these folks out there at this farm. Because, and, and, and so much so that they are willing, apparently, to put the lives and the safety uh, and the status of these folks who, again, lost everything in the flood and are relying on that farm worker housing facility as, a, as, a, as a, an emergency shelter. They have no other, no other place to go. They're willing, apparently, to put those people at risk because of their deep dislike, hatred, I don't know what the right word is, for the particular farm that now is doing a good deed and providing a space for people to stay. So much so, again, as I said earlier, they were trying to push, it was earlier this week on Monday, they were posting on social media to call local leaders and, and shut this down, essentially. Whatcom County should not be funding this because this farm is a terrible place. Again, they were exonerated of wrongdoing in the farm worker's death, but they again, for the umpteenth time, repeated that this farm, they claim, uh, was responsible for this worker's death, and therefore no one should be staying there uh, for an emergency shelter. The first thought that came to mind was, well, what other option are they going to offer up? I mean, this would be a different story if it's like, okay, there are 17 other places where people could stay, but the county chose this one. No, that wasn't the case. There weren't any other options. And from what I understand, the, the county and the nonprofits uh, that are working on, on helping those people there and providing those surface, services are still actively working to find alternatives, other good options, uh, places for people to stay. But nonetheless... People And last I heard, and I don't know if this has changed in the last few days, um, as many as you know, three dozen people uh, roughly were needing those facilities out there. Most of them general community members and not farm, some were, some were farm workers, but most of them weren't farm workers. So this isn't even just directly about housing for farm workers. It's just for anybody who's been affected in this emergency. This group, Community to Community Development, apparently is so insistent on furthering their false narrative about this farm and this incident going back to 2017 that they're willing to try to, I don't, I can't draw any other conclusion from this other than what, send these folks back out of the emergency shelter that's their kind of option of last resort? How anti social anti-community can you get for a group that calls themselves community to community this is the farming show by the way dylan honkoop here on kgmi news talk 790 i have been sounding the alarm on this group for years and i know a lot of people think because trust me i've heard from you folks that i've been way too hard on community to community development and their leadership rosalinda guillen and folks involved with their the union that they put together the farm worker union called Familias Unidas por la Justicia, 
um, Ramon Torres, Edgar Franks. They, they believe I, I've been way too critical of them, way too hard on them. Um, they believe that these group, this group, Community to Community Development, and FUJ, the union, uh, really care about people and are just trying to help. I have said that's not true. You look at this group's real motives. You look at their actual tactics. You look at how they play fast and loose with the truth. And you can quickly see that it's not about taking care of people. It's about a political agenda. Again, people thought I was, you know, just pounding my fists on the desk and, and being mean. I hope that people who see what's gone on this week, with them taking this utterly ridiculous and super harmful stance against people who have lost everything. I hope this wakes people up to the fact that I have not been exaggerating about this group all along. And I'm saying right here, right now, it's time to be done with this. It is time for this group to start being honest and to start actually doing what they claim to do, which is actually caring for people. It's sick. For them to be so caught up in their own, fabricated, honestly, but even if it wasn't, their own political narrative that they would put emergency shelter for flood victims at risk to play a political game. It's disgusting to me. And again, as I've said multiple times, it is exposing more than I've ever seen before this group's true colors. Here we have... So many people who have lost so many things. And, and, and again, as, as the flood happened and, and it just, you know, the waters were still receding, we were hearing about people with nowhere to stay, sleeping on other people's floors. What were they going to do? And here was an option for them. No, not good enough. Of course, their argument is, well, this, you know, this place has been accused of a lot of things. There, there are lawsuits pending. My question immediately was, is there a problem with the facility? Is this actually unsafe for people to stay at this housing? Not once have I seen, since this came up on Monday, not once have I seen anyone with any evidence whatsoever that there's something wrong with this facility. The accusations are all against the farm and the optics of going to a farm that they say did horrible things. Again, they say, okay, I get the optics thing. Is optics enough reason to send people who have nowhere else to go and have lost their homes out back out into the cold as a political axe to grind sufficient reason to play a political to do a political stunt like they did with this it's not about the people for them folks it's time for more people and i think people have this week seeing what happened with them it's time for more people across this community to wake up to the fact that this group is bad news. They don't have the little man, the, the downtrodden person's interests in mind. If they did, they would have never taken a stance like they did this week against people who had lost everything. This is KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on The Farming Show. Again, the group we're talking about, Community to Community Development, based in uh, Bellingham, right here locally. To go back a little bit, just a little bit of the history with what happened at Sarbanan Farms. Community to community development didn't like Sarbanan Farms because Sarbanan Farms had been using guest workers through the federal H-2A guest worker program for farming. Why didn't 
community to community like that? Well, ultimately, because using workers like that, you know, hiring folks from other countries to come here and work legally was not in community to communities or familias unidas por la justicia, not in their financial best interest. Why? Because they couldn't unionize them. That's why. And because I believe that they had convinced themselves that as they continue to say this program is uh, exploitative, um, is one of, if not the most highly regulated employment situations in this country. But they say it's exploitation. Okay. So they don't like that. And, and fine, we could debate about that kind of stuff. So this is back in 2017, and I know this from a, a lot of, you're talking to a lot of different people, a lot of research on this over the years, of what all really went on that summer. This was the summer when we were dealing with wildfire smoke, and it was hot. You know, I was out there. My dad w was out in his fields working, harvesting berries. You know, lots of workers were out up the road at Sarbanan Farms harvesting berries. A lot of other farms all over the county doing the same thing. But community to community didn't like the fact that they're using this program, this H-2A guest worker program. So they were in those fields trying to organize. This is what farm worker unions, these, you know, activist extremist unions do. They go into the field and they try to sow discontent. That's how they organize workers. They try to play people off of each other, create drama, make, you know, get people upset about things to try to find any little crack in there. And hopefully they can get in their minds, people upset enough that they want to form a union because that's the only way the union is going to make money so they can then get a union contract that automatically takes money out of workers' paychecks and pays for them to do their union thing. They were there already trying to organize and apparently not particularly successfully. This was weeks before the tragic passing of this farm worker that, that died, a man who had been working at Sarbanan Farms. It, the misnomer is that it was his death that ignited all of this. Well, no, community to community had already been there with their, you know, as they, they call them in, in union circles, their submarine folks in there trying to stir discontent. When this worker passed away, they leveraged that and spread a lot of misinformation among workers there. This is from people I know who have, you know, had contact within. And I will protect my sources because a lot of these people don't, never want to be identified. They don't want to have you know, anything to do with all of this. But they pounced on that, twisted the truth, because the truth was the man had a medical condition and got very ill because of the medical condition, was rushed to the hospital, but they weren't able to save his life. It was too late. But they, they spread the word in the community as well as among the workers that it was because of the farm. The, it was the farm's fault. And it went from there. There was a huge uh, event of, you know, people, they were tugging at the heartstrings of the community, getting people to bring donations. People were camping out. They created this big walkout. 70 workers walked out, created, you know, of course, the, the passing of the worker created a huge investigation, which again, ultimately found the farm was not to blame for the worker's death. They did find other violations, work uh, rest breaks and lunch breaks that were uh, late. So was the farm perfect? No. But did they kill this worker? Absolutely not. We've talked about this on the show before. This is the whole backdrop. This is the truth about what went on there. So again, the state investigation exonerated this farm. Now here we are, what, four over four years later, community to community continues 
against all the evidence, against all the facts, continues to insist that this farm killed someone and therefore apparently in some unbelievably twisted logic should not be allowed to do a good deed and allow their housing facilities for farm workers to be used to protect and house people as an emergency shelter after a major natural disaster. The more you know about the whole history and the whole story here, the uglier it is as far as what this group is really up to and what their true motives are. And then it's not about taking care of people. It's about furthering their political and economic, really, their financial agenda. So I know there had been much talked about on social media and elsewhere with this over the past several days, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about the background. Please do not be fooled by this group or other groups by it, uh, like it. Ask what they really care about and look at what their actions are, not just their words. What are their actions? And it will become much more clear. I, I feel like Dennis Prager here. <laughs> it will become much more clear what their real motives are. Thanks for being with us here on The Farming Show. Uh, hopefully you had a happy and excellent Thanksgiving and bring on Christmas time. I say uh, Dylan Honkip with you here on KGMI this morning.